0: Hey y'all! Guess what time it is? It's the Grolic Saves the World time.
1: All right, the Grolic Saves saves the World. world. That's
0: right. One, two, three, four, one, two.
1: everybody, take out your binoculars, look in the nearest tree, what do you see? It's the Grolic Saves the World. I'm Adam Caton-Holland. My name is Ben Roy. And I'm Andrew Orberdahl. This, why are we in the tree? We're three perched nervous <laughs> birds in your backyard. Looking at you as hard as you're looking at us. We see you and we feel seen by you. This is your favorite <laughs> podcast. This spruce cannot take the weight. I mean, <laughs> every, it's a lot. <laughs> every branch in this tree is <laughs> cracking. We better hurry up and get this one done. And and my boy Ben said he had something for us. So Ben, I it's do. your challenge. Brought
0: forth a challenge. I do, I do. And I'm sounding the earnestness horn already. Oh, fuck you, no wow. way, no way, no way, no way. Yeah, pull the drawbridge up. If you don't know that you just started listening, they can't rip.
1: Wait a minute!
0: <laughs> they can't joke <laughs> while I've sounded the the earnestness horn, um, because this means I'm being serious. The
1: earnestness horn has been sounded. I will I will poke no more fun, Ben. What's going on? So, Adam,
0: you know, because I've been I've been messaging back and forth with you that I've been trying to write a longer piece or a performance uh, a story, a one man show, if you will, of about. Um, me dealing with this, uh, this Catholic church thing and how I, I press charges, uh, or filed charges against the Catholic church for shit that happened to me when I was younger at a camp, um, there. And so I've been writing about this and I, because of that, it's dredged up a lot of old trauma, a lot of that old trauma stuff, you know? And, uh, I've been trying to figure out how to deal with that. And I don't know about you guys, but I get caught in loops of the story. I tell people about who I am and, and, uh, my behaviors, things I don't necessarily even do anymore, but I say, Oh, I'm this, or I'm that, Oh, you gotta be worried about me. You know, we get caught in these cycles of thinking and these loops of thought about ourselves. And I really would like to work on that and to deal with that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways that they cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, which I've done and the uh, EMDR, which I tried, um, but it it didn't really do what I had hoped it would. Um, and I know you did it, Adam, and it was extremely beneficial for you, the EMDR thing.
1: Yeah, no, I did. I mean, I I've written a lot about it, but I lost my sister to suicide and, and I had a lot of trauma with that. And I used EMDR. Therapy And it really, really helped me get through a lot of that. And But I've talked to many people who have done EMDR therapy, and it didn't work for them. Uh, it just spoke to the state I was in.
0: Andrew, have you ever done EMDR? Did you ever do it? No, I've never had any
1: trauma in my life ever, so... <laughs> No oh, need to, I guess. Yeah, it's been Just a charmed all life. gumdrops and rainbows in old Orvidal's life. Been
2: huh? a pretty sweet life. Yeah. I, can't say. <laughs> I listen to EDM. Does that count? Yeah. Uh, from time to time. Yeah, yeah. some synthwave stuff. And it works for me. It doesn't work for everyone. Not everyone likes driving around at night listening to the kind of EDM that I do. But it
1: works for me. Yeah. And it's been helpful in my life.
3: Oh, okay. I remember Andrew did that
1: very hands-on uh, therapy in Ibiza for a Month, Do you yeah. recall, he went to Ibiza and just really all in on the therapy.
0: Could you imagine Andrew in Ibiza? Yeah,
1: yeah. I designed a lot of
2: tabletop role playing games in that hotel room. Uh,
0: if there's ever a place that didn't match with Andrew, it has to be everywhere. Visa. Um, let's
1: write a movie about Andrew's 49-year-old spring break in Ibiza. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um but yeah, so uh
2: no, I've never I've never uh I've never done that. usually just uh raw dog my terrible time therapy, Andrew? <laughs> uh yeah, I've gone to therapy. It was it was uh helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was glad
0: I did. I just imagine that as 50 minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like twirling your beard. And Sometimes
2: then, it's nice to just sit in silence with someone <laughs> that you have paid a lot of money uh, to
0: just be there with, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've done therapy all my life. And uh, I mean, I started at 14 or 15 just and and have been going to therapy uh, fairly regularly. But I'm still trapped in these ways of thinking and and they're annoying it's like you you said adam it's 10 sentences i say them all the time and i don't think that that's who i am anymore i think they're residuals and they're echoes you
1: know it's also reductive it's not the whole experience and that's probably why you're working on a one-man show because you're like this is so much fuller and complex than the the talking points i have to give people it's also awkward to talk to people about this shit because you have these like stump speeches and those are what help people sort of understand what you went through. But then they're not going to go all the way deep with you and talk to you about it for five hours, which is the time it needs. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a long story. And it's uh, and it's often um, uh, draining to, to explain it. But does this need to tell people. And especially I, I also want people to have a dialogue to continue to talk about this uh in a manner that is uh constructive and hopefully will ensure that it happens less and less in the future
2: so if i'm re- if i'm interpreting this right the challenge is we have to sit through ben's one-man show
1: yeah unfinished yes wow. it's wow. an wow. unfinished wow. one-man well, show yeah. so yeah i mean wow. it no. watch it's only to be about the first three draft <laughs> Yeah, Buddy. it's the three, three, four minutes. I yeah. think it's the first one I'm going to say no to. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> no, I don't blame you. But that's when what it's I do. Finished, I'd
1: love to see it in a theater with everyone, but like to just see the raw product. No, me and you,
0: you, you, you were right. I shouldn't have asked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, what is? So what is? What's the ch- you wanna, challenge? This is a this is an intriguing one because
0: I think a lot of people uh, suffer from this. Oh, you guys are asking what the challenge is. Yeah. I want to take mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. what, uh, perfect. what an perfect.
2: e-break 180 <laughs> Fast and Furious style on the highway of
0: discourse. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I've never done mushrooms. I've never done acid. People would be shocked about this because... Yeah, I'm surprised. I've, I was, done, I've done both those things. I, I liked taking drugs when I was younger, but I was afraid of psychedelics. I think largely because of the stigma that was sold to us about them that you're going to turn into an orange and try to peel yourself or launch yourself. Oh, yeah, that window. was a classic. Yeah, or
2: that, you that get classic. Stuck at, you get burned out on the acid and you just don't come back.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Listen, be- before you explain how this works, I feel emotionally rope-a-doped by you. You basically just said... <laughs> here's this insane, sad thing that happened to me. I'd like to do shroom. That's just like, hey, I uh, as a child, I witnessed a murder. We're skydiving this episode, boys.
2: Ben weaponized the earnestness horn.
1: He weaponized wow. the earnestness horn. He
2: weaponized horn. the earnestness horn to catch us, catch us flat-footed, shrooming oh. it up. Well, in Ben's defense, shrooms have... Uh, especially recently been heralded as being very helpful with dealing with psychological issues and trauma. I get these targeted ads all the time now. And it's probably because we chat about shrooms from time to time. Uh, but it's for microdosing shrooms, and this kit comes with a blindfold and headphones, and you listen to like it, the audio track while you dose. It's the most like dystopian Children of Men shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I get those ads all the time. I get targeted ads for sneakers. So what the fuck are we looking up on our phones? That's
2: another kind of therapy.
1: Go
0: blow two hundred and twenty dollars on some tight, dude. Sneaks. You haven't you haven't tried drip therapy, bro. <laughs> yeah, that drip therapy, legit. No, there has been a renaissance in psychedelics with with LSD and psilocybin. I uh, I just read that book, How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, and it's fantastic. And obviously, Timothy Leary and Ram Dass and people like, and the U.S. government with MKUltra just did a number on oh, here people's, we go. people's <laughs> perception of psychedelics, <laughs> and it did it to me. I've been afraid, but there is... A lot of therapeutic qualities, I believe, and I think they're finding that now as it relates to processing trauma.
1: So you've never done I've shrooms, Ben?
2: No. tripped on shrooms multiple times, and I've had some really great trips, and I had the worst trip of my life on shrooms. I was begging my friends to take me to the hospital because I thought they were poisonous. This is back when people were stupid, and they thought if you went to the hospital on drugs, you would be arrested, so they refused to take me to the hospital, <laughs> and uh, I really thought I was going to die. Yeah, it was a bad, it was a very bad night. I can distinctly, talk about traumas, I can distinctly remember, how horrible and terrible that night was, uh, as if it happened like last week. Um, so, where were you? Where you, Andrew? I'll the, tell you exactly you where Denver? I was. Yeah, I was in Denver. I was at Paris on the Platte. It used to be a coffee shop <laughs> uh, up there on Platte Street, and we we ate shrooms I'd already I'd done shrooms before, and they were very pleasant. When I did them the time before, it was like being in a claymation video or something. It it ruled so. Ate some shrooms and I ate a bagel and I think I had like a coffee or something after we ate the shrooms and it hit like real hard where I was like kind of dizzy and wobbly. It was like walking on the deck of like a, a listing <laughs> ship. And so my buddy was like, oh, uh, let, yeah, let's go hang out in the car for a little while. And there was this parking garage right by Paris and the Platte. So uh I went and sat in the car with my buddy and then I immediately puked. I had to lean out the car, <laughs> just puked all over the side of the car, all over the parking garage floor, and I was sipping this Dr. Pepper, and these cops uh came in Jesus. and uh in the in their car to just patrol this uh, parking garage and I was like, Oh god, there's puke there's puke all over the car and everything. Uh, And in my head, I was like, oh, he's going to think that we're, that we're drinking alcohol. So I like showed the Dr. Pepper. I like waved the Dr. Pepper out the window. My friend's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm showing him we're not drinking alcohol. He's like, no one does that. Like no one, what are you doing? And, uh, amazingly enough, those cops did not investigate the puke splattered car with the guy waving the Dr. Pepper at them. They just uh, kept going. Uh, but then I thought I'd, been poisoned and i was like will you please take me to the hospital my friend's like i'm not going to because you'll get arrested you'll be in big trouble and i was like please i'm i'm going to die and i was like crying and one of my friends was moving away to arizona that next day and part of this was like the goodbye party for him and i shook his hand and i was like i was like i think you're gonna die soon your hands are so cold and he's like Jesus. all right see you dude <laughs> like that was like the last thing i said to him before he before he moved away um but i spent uh, yeah the better part of the night begging my friend to take me to the hospital um, cause I thought I was going to die from poison from mushrooms, but I didn't. And, yeah. uh, and then I continued to do shrooms after that.
0: Amazingly. Hey, uh, Adam, what about you? Any terrifying stories of <laughs> existential dread or vomit yes. uh, that you want yes. to tell me before I, I do this?
1: Absolutely. I've done shroom, I don't know, probably 10, 15 times. Only once has it gone terribly. Uh, it was when I was, I went, it was, Freshman year, summer after freshman year, I had a friend staying in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Monty, my dear friend Monty and I, drove from Denver up there to go camping with this guy. Monty and I brought a quarter of shrooms, which is a lot of shrooms. Yeah, that's good And the three of us all ate them camping in the Grand Tetons. And it was like we peaked. The sun was setting over the Grand Tetons. It was amazing. We're like, wow, this is is as good as it gets. Then the sun set, and we were in a tent. In unfamiliar territory, which <laughs> is the not where you want to trip shrooms. Wilderness. You want it to be yeah. a warm hug. You know the environment. You would know intangibles. And so now we're camping in the dark. And like weird hicks kept driving through in their trucks, freaking us out. And my one friend who we were visiting went to sleep. And then I just started really fucking feeling it. And every time I closed my eyes... I would see horrific images. I was trying to sleep. I'd close my eyes and I would see like bones or like I remember closing my eyes and seeing like the inside of an arm, like blood and veins and shit like that. And I was just like "Ooh!" freaking out. So Monty and I got out of the tent and Monty and I sat on my car on the roof and he just like talked me off the ledge for three hours and then i was able to finally like pass out and and be done with it that's why i've not done this (laughs) before in the past because if you
2: don't have a crazy story
0: did you even do drugs
2: Hmm? yeah no no i think
1: it's a good point those are like the badge of honor those are the horror stories that you share that's what people talk about when they do drugs but the vast majority of taking shrooms experiences for me personally have been incredibly positive. They're just not as fun to talk about because they were lovely, and I sounded like a hippie idiot because I just walked around being like, the trees look like they'd never looked before. But it was a great time, and it opened my brain up, and I I loved it. I want the hippie experience. I want the trees to look... Like
0: they've never looked before, because right now the trees are quite disappointing. Adam. And they look like
1: they have looked before. Yeah. Yeah, the trees are weeping. Yeah. It might just be weeping willows, but all of them seem to I'm like, lately. when I see a tree,
0: I'm like Andrew in the mountains. I'm like,
1: been there, done that. What's the big uproar? <laughs> right. uh, like, yeah. Seen a tree before. They're all boring now. Yeah, I get that. Uh, so these redwoods red red are just
2: big trees?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but there's an interesting uh, thought in that Michael Pollan book where he references the quote that youth is wasted on the young and that a lot of these experiences that people have on psychedelics are wasted on young people who uh, don't go in with intention. They don't go in with uh, – being mindful of their environment because i'm sure you both could agree that the situations where you had bad experiences you could point to some sort of stimuli or something involved
1: that threw yeah. you off, I don't, Andrew, in and a reckless, a reckless approach.
0: Yeah, Andrew may be the outlier because he lives inside a broken body, and it's never perfect. Uh, so, <laughs> right, you know what I mean. Plus, he's so old. I mean, when he did take these, he was talking about it. And then I i mean, he was it in, was in the industrial
2: like, revolution. I got kicked off the assembly line. <laughs> I was tri- I was tripping so hard. Henry Ford himself came over and dragged me <laughs> by my shirt tails
1: <laughs> right off the line. Thank God, because you were down to three fingers. You <laughs> yeah. would get your hand So deep in that machinery. (laughs) Yeah. I want to
0: see a different angle of myself. I'm tired of the stories I'm telling. People about myself. I'm exhausted by the. T- Boy, stories you you're and the exhausted narrative. by it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I'm exhausted by the. Narr- Shut up. Ron Ernest this You should have done it.
2: You should have gone. <laughs> I can't put it. Yeah, up. you, did, you, you left, didn't do it. Oh, you yeah, left that you bridge do down? Yeah. I came scampering over from Rift City
1: <laughs> oh,
2: on all did. fours like an
1: animal. <laughs> I I rode a skateboard with a leash tied to Andrew, and I'm coming in behind him to say, from the angle I've been looking at you, everything looks pretty sweet. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Look at
2: well,
0: the caboose.
2: Well, okay. Well, I don't. I
0: I want I want to change my perception of myself and a thing. Sorry, I'm,
1: I'm a,
3: a leash, Andrew, scampering on all fours, and I'm he's
1: pulling Skateboard. That's the new oh, fan art challenge.
2: Image. If you can give us that in <laughs> the style that it might appear on a trapper keeper, uh, looks. We'll, uh, we'll send uh, you a prize. mushrooms
0: when I have that imagery? <laughs> uh, I can tell you who I'm definitely not hanging out with. It won't be you guys because the terrible <laughs> images. Nah. Um, no, I, I,
3: I'm,
0: I, I want to have that experience, and I think dare and programs like that did so much to terrify me and to scare us off and uh, 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 away from psychedelics that you're going to lose your mind when that psychosis yeah. d- is so rare and
1: does not happen. So what is it that you want, Ben? You want to do shrooms? What are what are Andrew and I supposed to We no, tap on no, his no, window no, all night. But, no, I want us all to do
0: mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I want us to do them in an adult manner. I oh, want- so with porn? Nice. No.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. i know what adult means i've been to adult sites <laughs> no. we got to walk through the beaded curtain in the back yeah of the, video
0: store the and adult are so the late on the earnestness born <laughs> and you just come whipping by at him, and i can't even i can't even tug I'm sorry the cord. i'm sorry all right all right <laughs> no i i want us all to do this in an adult manner Using some of the ideas and tricks that that people who are looking at psychedelics for therapeutic purposes are saying that that, uh, you should take into account before doing it. So I would like us to, one, be cognizant before we take them of set and setting, making sure that we are in a place we feel comfortable around people we feel comfortable with. Make sure that it's an environment where we feel totally safe or it's out in nature, which is the number one thing that people say to do if you can be outside enjoying nature. Um, and uh, set an intention, something that you want to have happen or something you want to learn about yourself prior to taking it and to see if that actually does affect your experience, if it does improve or enhance uh, the experience or if you, if you have some sort of insight into yourself or the world as a whole that's what i would like to try and i would like you to join me on that
1: well i love that as a challenge it sounds like we'll be doing it in our separate homes as gathering is still strange and hard these days and i would propose seeing as andrew and i have fucking tripped balls many times because we're gangsters (laughs) <laughs> that Andrew and I be allowed to microdose, which is the new adult yes. way of doing it, and I have lots of friends that do that. We experiment with microdosing. You take a full dose, and we all report back on what we, uh, yeah, we achieve. I'm, so like I'm that,
0: fine with that, and see if you it. both notice. Uh, see if the microdosing part of it actually made your day better. If it if it if it helped in any manner, and uh, I will tell you what my experience is from somebody who truly. There is no, this is not fake to anybody listening. I have never taken any type of psychedelic drug. I've not taken LSD. I've not taken ecst- ecstasy. DMT. I've never taken any of that. I was always scared of it. So this is truly
1: a first time. Did you take any DMX? Uh, I yeah. did. Oh, oh, oh. But that
0: and I've still got some flashbacks and some residuals as you can hear yeah. from that bark I still yeah. have.
2: I've heard your brain sure, is programmed yeah. to digest DMX. I heard you I heard you experience DMX right before you die.
0: Well and <laughs> And that's true. Well, the, the brain produces it. It's actually yeah, produced. right before you die, your brain it's produced like in a gland produces. right at the collar,
1: right around the neck. Well, the scientists have realized that DMX is what it really wants. And yeah, like, that's why you yeah, just go Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay. Well, I think we have our
0: challenge. I'm gonna take mushrooms. Uh, Try to take a full dose one. I'm not going to I'm warning everybody. I'm not taking a hero's dose and losing my mind, but I will take enough to trip. Uh, And Adam and Andrew, you're a coward's dose. It's it's called a coward's (laughs) dose. It's okay. Adam and Andrew, you're going (laughs) to micro dose just to see if it improves your day and your daily attitude, if that actually has an appreciable effect. But we're going to do it by being mindful of our set and setting and also setting intentions for ourselves. I love it. And uh, we'll report back on what happens. And uh, we'll
1: see you on the dark side of the moon. Oh, dude, oh hell Why yeah. do you say that kind <laughs> of shit? Did you just make that up right now? That just sounds <laughs> like a cool thing. thing. I'm going to write it down. That has legs. <laughs> <laughs> I... I hate you guys. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break and listen to some stand-up comedy. But first, I have got to tell you what people are saying about the show. We love your reviews. We can't get enough of them. Please keep writing them. We'll read them on the air. Like I'm about to read this one by Travis HH. I'd rather share a life raft with dot, 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 five stars. Do they stop asteroids? No. Do they stop the creep of bad ska out of already gentrified areas? They try. Do they help make sexy saxophone ringtones? I don't know. What I do know is that they are great guys and are giving, caring, and Adam. (laughs) You should listen for so many reasons. Mostly they're intense latent yet overt sexuality and i read that review for two reasons to show i'm the bigger man and i can appreciate a well phrased diss, thank you travis hh but also the intense latent yet overt sexuality because that is the essence of the pod and when somebody fucking gets that i have to thank them on air so thank you travis hh for that And fuck you for the diss, but well-played, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're out there and you want to let us know what you're thinking about our pod, please do. We love them. Leave us a review. And if you're thinking about dissing one of us, spread it around a little bit. Some to Andrew, (laughs) some to Ben. I can't take too much more of this. In the meantime, let's listen to some stand-up comedy from our dear friend, Troy Walker, friend of the pod, friend of mankind. Enjoy this clip from him and when we come back we will have shroomed. Stay tuned.
3: What's up Denver? Man, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back in my home state of Colorado. Where there's no laws. <laughs> there's no fucking rules here, man. I didn't know that until I like moved away and then like other people live like in like an organized society. <laughs> Cause like I feel like I barely even see marijuana in LA, even though it's like legal there too. But like back here, the police pull you over. They're like, "Do you have marijuana?" You're like, "No." They're like, mm, "Well, you can take mine, but don't let it happen again." <laughs> it's, it's fucking insane. <laughs> And then you guys just decriminalize magic mushrooms? Cause like what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong when that's already the culture? There's no rules. You can talk on your phone when you drive, you can have the darkest window tent on your car while you're doing it, I guess, because they figure the headlights reflecting off the snow is enough or some shit. <laughs> There's no fucking no rules. Colorado's like if your cool uncle was a state. Like, our current state motto is Colorado, the centennial state. They should change it to Colorado. Don't tell your parents I'll let you do this shit, huh? Hey.
1: How do I sign up?
0: We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? (sighs) Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Saves.
1: I do want to sign up. (laughs) (laughs) We are back. The moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter has aligned with Mars. It is a week later. It is maybe, no, why lie? Why lie to our audience? It's maybe three weeks to a month later. I can't even remember. We had to find Ben. This challenge took for fucking ever to complete, am I wrong, fellas? You're not wrong. Yeah, like I did not intend
0: it. It I ran into some bad fork, fortune, like fortune stances, happen. Circumstances. Sure, yeah, you got happen. Yeah. I got happen. and I got
1: fortune stanced. Big time. That's when fortune feemster just lets fortune you know danced. what the fuck you're
0: doing wrong. You don't want to be on the wrong end of a fortune stance. That's
1: a game. That's a game show. I'd watch.
0: <laughs> no, that. I. So I had intended on on uh executing this challenge on a weekend because I normally during the weeks I'm very busy. I wanted the time, a free day. So busy. E- each weekend I got fucking crazy sick. I got norovirus. <laughs> I got a cold. It just didn't work out.
1: So I apologize. I'm just thrilled it came together and I'm excited to talk about our experiences. How do we do well, it? Let's
0: just recap what we were supposed to do. Yep. So we're supposed to take shrooms like adults with an intention in mind and be cognizant, a proper set and setting. Like a lot of these uh, modern psychedelic therapists talk about, that's important to have a better experience. You guys were going to microdose and I was going to try to take a, a, a larger dose than you two. Um so why don't we just start with you, Adam? Did, did you complete the challenge? Challenge completed. Yes. And you're speaking robotically, so I can challenge tell. Challenge that-
1: completed. Brain optimal. Experience success. <laughs> I am a Silicon Valley CEO. I am effective.
2: Ron, sound the gong of revelation so we can hear Adam's
0: story. Oh my god, has the gong of revelation come out of the attic? We found it on an excavation. Yeah. What?
2: Down in a cave off Segway Bay. We found oh, the Gong of wow. Revelation.
0: I, yeah. I thought it had been lost during the floods, but Mm-mm. we found we it. We got it wow. back, baby.
1: Guys, we got to start harvesting people's search data. We got to start selling that to companies because that's what they want. If we want to was what was your, clicks, what was if your we intention how for much this? You yeah, on a website be, we could sell that information. To be an evil
0: fuck? <laughs> yeah, what a attention did you say <laughs> my, my my setting
1: was in my basement where the fuck else am I gonna go I, I don't I didn't rent a fucking boulder Keep pulling. Shroom pod. I know it <laughs> wasn't there. It wasn't yeah. there. Pod. The Boulder Shroom Pod is a fine place to live. Just <laughs> anyone. Listen. Just stop.
2: No one else
1: has to riff under a microscope the way this podcast is turned into. If you don't fucking swish it immediately, there's two hot Just like ah, oh, you didn't get there in the time we wanted you to get there. Like, fuck off. I went in my basement. I am working on a book proposal uh, that I have an idea for, and I thought, hey, think about that in a different way via the power of microdosing. So that was my intention, to just take my brain in a new direction towards a project I'm working on. Okay. And I popped, uh, I had done microdosing before, I popped one pill, nothing happened, so this time I popped two, went to the basement, popped on that new Beatles documentary, Said, "Hey, I'll watch a little of this. Mm -hmm. See how those guys created. Yeah, and then nothing was happening. (laughs) I popped a third, uh, and then nothing fucking happened at all. And I just watched (laughs) the Beatles documentary. Loved it. Realized I'm definitely the McCartney of this Grolics troop.
0: Oh, oh, I, I just about imagine. Okay, I'm definitely McCartney. You
1: are not. He's the only one. Could we do work? Could we cut the bullshit? Could we cut?" the bullshit oh, fine okay but and uh, he was terrible just at a riffing second, George <laughs> just ter- a second George <laughs> watch I the was documentary <laughs> watch him pick up a guitar when they are just stagnant <laughs> and watch him save the session Ah,
0: uh, excuse me John is about to speak and if George could just oh shut up god. for a minute oh my okay, god okay I am the- so I'll be
1: George George is the best so thanks watch this he's one the best? he's like a He's a petulant teenager in this documentary.
2: <laughs> yeah, teens are cool, dude. Don't, h- hang out with, hung out around one lately? Mm.
0: <laughs> so you had creepy set and setting by yourself trying to work on a book. Uh, that, that tracks. Sure. Um, and then your intention was to better your career, not yourself, and which I like, and I agree. <laughs> uh, and so you had no experience. You didn't
1: feel anything. I didn't feel a fucking thing. Not a thing. Maybe I felt a little bit tingly if I really was reaching for it, but no. I mean, I took three <laughs> of these little microdosing pills and just enjoyed the shit out of the Beatles documentary. The first thing, it's like eight hours long. I only watched.
0: I it think the first they're working one. because that thing was long, and
1: drawn <laughs> yeah. out. Next thing I know, it's four days later. I've watched it. <laughs> no, I only watched the first one, and uh, later I watched uh, uh, the second one. Not microdosing. You didn't.
0: You didn't feel because I know you're not supposed to feel any you know, uh, psychotropic effects, but you didn't, you didn't feel like maybe your day was a little bit better. You were a little brighter, a little easier
1: going like truly, like, truly nothing. And I was wondering like, you know, does this have sort of subconscious effects? So now that it's in my system for the next couple of days, I'm, it, I'm just thinking different ways that I don't know, but I was beyond disappointed with the experience of microdosing, And it was the same experience I had before when I tried it. And honestly, like this is not going to be a popular opinion but I'm just like not into the fucking microdosing concept. I, all these new approaches to drugs, the taking drugs like an adult. I get that there can be very big benefits for people who need this. But the whole experience reminds me of this Troy Baxley bit that I heard back when Colorado first legalized weed. And, and Troy Baxley is a great comedian. We all started at his open mic at Lion's Lair, and we were young. We worshipped at the altar of Troy Baxley. And he had a great line. I never forgot it. As soon as he said it, he was such a poet. It was uh, He said, a city is only as cool as its shadows. And he was just talking about how it used to be sketchy and cool to buy drugs because it had to be like a whole experience. And now it's just this clean anesthetized thing. (laughs) When I take drugs, I don't want to microdose. I want to jump in the fucking deep end of the pool and, and trip balls. And so I think I was looking for like, let's trip balls. And instead, I just got these, like, nothing. Like, maybe I'm tingling. And that's not (laughs) why I turn to drugs when I turn to them. Maybe I'm (laughs) tingling.
2: Yeah, that's not really the coolest cell line. (laughs) Well, that segues mine perfectly, if I could go next.
3: Okay, Uh, Speaking
2: of sanitized drug deals, I I got my shroom microdoses from Adam in perhaps the yuppiest (laughs) drug deal of all time. He left... He left them under his port swing and I came by at <laughs> <laughs> I came by at ten AM to get them and as I was walking away I was like, What what would the neighbors think? And I was like, They think that you're walking away with a cookie. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> What What do you mean, what do the neighbors think? Dude, they don't he left him
0: under the porch swing. That is so... Under the f- cushion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where
1: should I have left him, Ben? Is there a cool fucking shroom box that I don't know about? <laughs> no, I just think... You don't think that
0: that sounds funny? I don't know, yeah. Leave a fucking... Leave a Venom
1: cassette out there or something, you know? Boy, like. did a, you fucking... how long it took him to get to Venom cassette, Andrew? That was like <laughs> I think he's got early onset dementia because uh, that was
3: such a fucking yeah. slow stop. Oh point. Point. Uh, <laughs> swim yurt, you fucking idiot. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, anyway.
2: Amazing. Alright. So, yeah, and Adam gave me a bunch. Apparently, Adam is sitting on a load of these fuckers, because he gave me like eight. Um, so I had quite a few. And I was gonna microdose. I was all ready to microdose, and I was thinking about having a different perspective on my life, you know, thinking about my intention for that and like what kind of new perspective I would want on my life. And I kind of just like started looking back on my life in the last almost two decades of it where I drank so much to get a different perspective on my life all the time. And I mean, quit drinking three years ago. I was like, you know whose perspective I want on my life? Sober Andrews perspective. That's the intention that I've been setting for myself every day and every night for the last three years, even when it's hard. And and I know that shrooms are not the same thing as drinking, but I was like, I don't want another perspective on my life. I like looking at myself in the mirror every night and seeing myself as myself and... So I, I failed this challenge on purpose. I didn't even I didn't even microdose the shrooms, and I know I sound like a straight edge hardcore band singer talking while the guitars are
1: tuning up. But I but I'm serious. <laughs> I was like I was like I. <laughs> I'm glad you d- took it there because Ben and I were ready to pounce, but you, <laughs> you got there.
2: But I feel good about the perspective I have in my life, not because it's an amazing perspective. Or it's like I make mistakes all the time. I screw up, but. All those mistakes I re- I made them with the clarity of my own of my own mind and I was like I don't even want to fucking goof around with this shit like it just I don't even want to like dabble in it I mean it turns out it would probably do nothing as what Adam was saying but
0: I was just like I don't even want to get into it uh, ordinarily I would jump on you for not executing the challenge but I do think that it does feel wrong to try to force
1: someone. <laughs> And childish to try to force someone
0: into taking drugs.
1: Not childish. Andrew himself said teenagers are cool and teenagers force each (laughs) other to take drugs. So.
2: I failed it. And if there's a punishment that doesn't involve taking drugs, I will take the punishment. You got to hang with a bunch of teenagers and not
1: take drugs and endure
2: their
0: ridicule. (laughs) No, no. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think you failed it. I think you did experiment and uh, did drugs, drank. Uh, you tried all these things. You've done them before. Uh, and you've come to a realization that that's just not something you want in your life anymore. And I don't necessarily. That is a realization. You know, I mean, if you. And, and, and as somebody who is coming up on uh, 12 years of, sob- of sobriety from alcohol.
1: I, you know, I mean, I certainly get that. Well, I think I respect that, too. But I would like my pills back. You can leave them in the flower bag. <laughs> Leave them in my flower bed. I'll break them up and snort them and hope to feel one-fifteenth of the experience of just having fun eating eight of shrooms.
2: Okay, which, this brings us to Ben, who did the real deal, real, real shrooms. He showed us a picture and everything. It was a disgusting picture. Um, so let's, let's
0: get to it. Ron, please sound the gong of Revelation. Oh. So... Uh, leading up to it, I had a conversation with our good friend, uh, a gentleman named Andrew Linares. I wanted to make sure that I was safe doing this. Um, you can't ask a doctor, it turns out, because a doctor won't give you advice on how to take drugs. Uh, so you ask people. I have Unless had you issues- meet
1: them at a music festival, in which case <laughs> they
0: will. Uh, but I have had issues with atrial fibrillation, which I was concerned about. My heart goes into a fib at points. Uh, so I had I was concerned about whether or not it would have any effect on my heart, which it apparently does not. Um, but I, because of my anxiety and my depressing issues, I am currently on psych meds. So there is a concern about mixing mushrooms with what are called SSRIs. So I was advised by Andrew to not take a large dose to start, which Kind of freaked me out, but also gave me a little bit of relief. So I did just like three small uh, stems and caps, whatever that is. It tasted like cardboard. but Everybody talks about the taste of them. Honestly, what it reminded me of was a communion wafer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yummy, yum, yum. Hey, I hate to dig too deep here, but it's pretty crazy. You're, like, trying to look at your trauma in a different way, and this room tastes like a communion wafer.
2: Also, you're looking for enlightenment. Maybe you should look to Jesus.
0: Maybe this <laughs> is... Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, As soon as I swallowed them, I immediately had a panic attack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You were so nervous the night before we did the Grawlix and Ben was very nervous. My
0: friend Meg agrees to do this with me to babysit me. And panic attacks make me emotional. And so I started crying. I started crying immediately because, because I was ridiculed. For these when I was a teenager, my friends would be like, don't invite Ben along. He's just going to freak out. He's just going to get nervous because I was just a fucking I'm very nervous. I didn't like roller coasters. That's why I did that challenge. I, I'm just a very anxious person, and as soon as I put this in, I was like, I can't turn back. I don't know what this is gonna do. What was your intention before this? All all this happened, and you're set and you're setting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's funny. I went into this with this like, I'm gonna have an intention, and I'm gonna set and setting. But then as soon as I ate it, I just threw all that shit out the fucking. And I was like, don't fucking freak out. <laughs> don't because I'm not as terrified of the trip as much as I immediately went to. Oh, some people are allergic to psilocybin and your throat's going to close up and you're going to have an allergic reaction. That's what I freak out about, which if my ex is listening to this and she very well may, I'm sure she's laughing because I do that <laughs> with everything. I'm like, well, I don't I'm not going to take that. I could have an allergic reaction. And so, I, yeah, I freaked out for a little bit. I apologized profusely to her. <laughs> and then some mild sensations started to set in like I started to my head started to feel floaty I don't know how to sure. describe it
1: but like that's, that's it
0: yeah I was laying on the couch and she was playing like music like new agey like a music. sitar
1: she was playing an actual sitar no know. no she
0: had put <laughs> on Spotify on like Like the fucking bell thing that people circle. Like you're getting a massage.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Massage therapist jams volume three. (laughs) (laughs) Just wind chimes, not jams.
0: The the awakening. (laughs) The awakening. (laughs) Oh, dude! If they did like a Jock jams version for massage therapists, just the most boring tunes. But then it started to be enjoyable, and I was like, oh, I get what this music has relevance. <laughs> and then I had to go pee, so I got up, and everybody had told me they were like, oh, don't look in the fucking mirror or whatever. So I promptly looked in the mirror, <laughs> and I didn't look especially weird or anything, although I felt like I looked older, and I had bags under my eyes. But I, what weirded me out was that it, it didn't feel like I was, I don't know, how to, like looking at me. Like, it was another face in the mirror. And then I couldn't stop fucking looking at it. I could see every
1: pore in my face. <laughs> yeah, you,
0: you were you were riding it, bud.
1: <laughs> and you were and like, I, Bloody Mary, Bloody yeah. Mary, <laughs> Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary.
0: And I kept staring at it, and she was laughing at me because I was like, I look fucking weird. Like, not, <laughs> not even weird. It was just... Like when I looked at my face, it was like there was no mirror there. It was just a box or something. I was like, and it was another person. And I would get these flashes of like, I don't know that person. Oh wow! I knew it was me, but it wasn't like what you normally see when looking in the mirror. It was like another. <laughs> I don't know. It's like someone describing a dream. <laughs> it was like exactly. me, but
1: it wasn't me. <laughs> this is exactly how it is describing shrooms. Yeah. Like it never sounds. It never resonates like <laughs> immediately with the other person. It's a very unique, specific individual experience. But
2: yeah, I know exactly what Ben's
1: talking about though. I've, I've, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too.
0: And then I, we went outside. She was like, well, why don't we go for a walk? And it was beautiful in Denver yesterday. It was a beautiful day. And I know that because I said it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Easily. 20 times in <laughs> in a mile and a half walk I just kept saying holy fuck it's pretty out like <laughs> and it was so bright I had my sunglasses on and it was fucking bright and I kept telling her that everything had kind of a blue tone around it. Do
2: shrooms dilate your eyes like acid? I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why your eyes get so big.
0: Yeah. I don't think I took a dose large enough where you get, like, the black dinner plate eyes where they're just huge. But uh, it was bright, and it was, like, tinted blue. It felt like when I take my sunglasses off, it it was like a, bluish kind of hue to
1: things. that's your blue blockers. (laughs) It's the residual effect of them. Well,
0: I did, yes, and I do have the big ones, the (laughs) wraparound ones, but you can't be too careful. You got them from the commercial. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I don't know. I was like just wowed by the day. Like I was like, this is amazing. This neighborhood, we were walking through Baker, like around Broadway, and I was like, it's alive. Like people are in a good mood and like kept like stopping. I pointed out that the shadow, like, the shadows the trees made, it. they when it didn't even look different. It was just as if I hadn't noticed them. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was like, yeah, dude. wow, yeah. why don't I stop and look at
1: these more? It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're on high on shrooms, dude. And that
1: <laughs> is the lesson. Why do we not appreciate the shadows more? You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a city is only as good as, as, it as, shadows. Cool as it's
1: shadows. Such a good and, line. Uh,
0: so we walked for what I thought was a really long time. It felt like we were walking for a long time, but I was totally into it. So I didn't care. Uh, And then we got back and It had only been like 45 minutes or an hour. And then we came back in and then I took my socks off. I don't know why I did that. I was very happy to take my socks off. And then I lost them. (laughs) Sure. Uh, (laughs) And I couldn't find them when I went to leave later on that day. And then I found them after I'd come down and everything, uh, they were stuffed in the sleeve of my coat. <laughs> like I that, put- oh, my God. And Meg and I laughed about that for a while because she was like, why would you put your socks in the sleeve of your coat? And I'm like, I think I thought, well, you're not going to lose them here. You're going to put your arm in your coat, and out it's going <laughs> to pop your pop the which socks. Which makes total,
1: ris- <laughs> yeah, shroom logic, baby. <laughs> we use the same trick with my three-year-old. That's, uh, we always know, hey, Malcolm. Just put your arm through the sleeve, and there are your socks. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is amazing. I don't know. It was,
1: uh, it was strange,
0: and and it certainly made me curious to try more
1: to go well, deeper. Well, listen, I I've been joking about this phrase and how condescending it is. But I love that for you, Ben. I love that experience for you. (laughs) Yeah. Because you were so nervous. And I I think Ron Ron and I were both being like, it's just, it's it's supposed to be fun. Embrace it. It's not going to be that terrible. And it sounds like you had a pretty good fucking time. I did.
0: I'm one, admittedly, around somebody that I trust. Uh, Meg is a very good friend of mine. She's been a very good friend for a long time. And she lives like literally a block from Mutiny. Now, bookstore right on Broadway, right on Broadway in Ellsworth. So it's an area I like and I feel comfortable with. I also realized I sent you a text. Right after I started feeling it, yep, you did, and I—I I don't remember.
1: I said like, "I'm sorry to you guys." Yeah, I'll pull it out for uh, the listeners. Yeah, what did I say? Yesterday at 1:24 p.m., ben <laughs> yeah, Roy about an texts, hour after I took him. I love you guys. I'm sorry if I've ever been a pain with all my self worth stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet Ben, and I just sent back his gif of him humping the bed, by right back at him. Yeah,
0: and then Andrew laughed at me, and uh, Ron told me I'm loved. I think I sent and, you a gif uh, of a
2: dog. Right writing a magic card. Oh, that's
0: right. That's right after that. Well, wait. So
2: now that you've told us the story, we thought that was like a heartfelt thing. Was that more of a, I guess
0: I'm on the way out dying now kind of message? No, 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 no. That was a heartfelt thing. I was, I think I was feeling emotional after my panic attack. And then I was thinking, I think I was starting to feel the effects. And then Meg saw me with my phone and she was like, put your (laughs) fucking phone down. She was like, don't keep your phone. Like just disconnect.
2: Yeah. Ugh. I can't imagine having a smartphone while tripping i was i'm so lucky i tripped in the analog days well
0: you can see what happens i sent i sent you that message right <laughs> off the bat first
1: to order a business Apologize oh, to you all yes it was very nice well so so to get to our our sort of wrap-up questions ben is it good for the world would you do it again
0: good for the world is uh with this is a tough one i mean <laughs> i don't know I, I i think anything that makes you
2: appreciate the shadows of the trees good for the world I'm going to mark that as good for the world.
1: Good for
0: the world. And send apologies to your friends. Good, good for the world. There's a part of me that's always thought that psychedelics are drive-through enlightenment. Taking these and expecting some spiritual revelation that is going to change your life, I feel like without the intention you're trying to set, like if you're just setting it single, I'm going to take mushrooms, have this insight, and change my life, rather than that is the goal of your life, and then this is just some way to tap into something deeper. I don't know. I That's where
1: I stand. Fair enough. Well, how do you feel? I mean, the initial, initial goal of this was for you to sort of think about past trauma you've been struggling with in a new way. And it sounds to me... I didn't go uh, deep enough for that. I do not want to put any words in your mouth. It, it didn't help you with that at all, you said? I didn't go deep enough for it, right. I don't think. Are you encouraged and do you think you'd like to keep going, maybe experimenting with psilocybin with that goal?
0: Yes, because that is also... My intention for my life is, to, you know, that's why I'm doing why I did the roller coaster challenge, why we're doing why I've done some challenges that make me very uncomfortable floating and things like that, because I'm trying to face these fears that are left over from this trauma stuff that I'm working on, you know. And so definitely I would love to go deeper. I'd love to have an experience that terrifies me a little bit,
1: but also wakes me up, you know, like cool. a bit. I like it. Um, I'm proud of you, Ben. I think it's well, good thanks. that you overcome the fear, and I think it's cool that you uh, that you overcame a fear rather, and I think it's cool that you're going to continue to do this the way you want to do it, Andrew. Happy you're happy with yourself. Um, I don't like sober <laughs> Andrew. I'm going to be honest. I don't like. Happy him. you're happy. <laughs> I'm so happy you're happy. I know all I can speak for is my own personal experience, which is that. I all I want to do now is what I call shrooms for real. <laughs> microdosing sucks. Microdosing micro penis. <laughs> Microdose <laughs> micro penis. The only two micro micros do, in the world.
0: Microdosing <laughs> micro penis. It's a new novel. That's that new novel you've been working on in the base. So I'm
1: not a fan of <laughs> microdosing it. if you do it and you're some sort of ruthless CEO who's like I'm going to do this to be more effective as a fucking leader. I hate you and the approach.
0: I want to say, adding on to Adam's, if microdosing is making your life better, do not stop doing Agreed. it. There is real science behind this. Adam is a brick wall. <laughs> he is the steel door to a furnace of a ship that is Sealed. moored and not going
1: anywhere. Here's, no, it is not thing, sailing, I, just, I I honestly... I, for me, drugs have always been, let's go have fun and do drugs. I've never turned to them for like, give me a revelation, help me through this trauma, help me get out of my head and think in a different way. I'm just like, let's go fucking have fun and do drugs. And that's what right. I want there's to do There's you for.
0: And then there's
1: the entire
0: medical establishment that's arguing that there is a therapeutic benefit for psychedelics and the proof that is coming out of what it does for PTSD survivors. Well, if I believe for the medical establishment, ne- I would
1: have gotten vaccinated, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, what a fun time we
1: had. We're gonna take another break. We're gonna to listen to a clip from deep in the Grolics archives. It's, this is an uh, old it's from one. Mike Kaplan, friend of the pod, friend of mankind. And uh, when we come back, we will have more show for you. Plus, we're gonna talk about what next episode's challenge is. So enjoy, Mike.
4: I was on a, on, on a party at Mushrooms once, and um, I, look, I don't say things wrong. It doesn't matter. Sometimes I feel like my comedy is like Tetris, where people are like, when is a long one going to come around and sort of clear everything up? And um, <laughs> moving forward, I was on Mushrooms at a party, not drinking, because that is... Uh, like, not necessary. Like, I don't need to be on all the everything, right? Like, I'm a responsible mushroom doer. And when you're not drinking at a party, people will sass you. They'll be like, Oh, you're not drinking? What are you not drinking, pussy? I'm like, really Not drinking? What are you drinking? Water? Pussy water? I'm not drinking pussy water. Um, I will, <laughs> gladly, but right now I'm just drinking water. And they're like, Oh, you're not, you're not drinking? I'm like, yeah, I'm on mushrooms. And they're like, Oh, that's fine then. And so you get, like, sort of grandfathered into being cool. Uh, if you're just, you can do that. If Anytime somebody gives you guff for not drinking, First of all, be like, hey, where'd you get that guff? Do they still make guff? Is that a... I feel like they discontinued guff back in the 50s, you know? Are you like, you know, there's this new artisanal guff that they're making in... uh, I didn't learn the hipster part of this town. But anyway, Williamsburg kind of thing uh, at the guff store. Waiting for guff store is what they call it. And um, the point is, if anybody gives you guff about not drinking, just tell them that you're on mushrooms. And then if they're like, well, I'm your boss and this is a holiday office party, you're fired. So uh, they'd be like, I thought that this was a tree and you were a badger, gotta go.
1: Okay, we are back. That was a uh an episode, wasn't it, guys? Yes. That was it an was. episode. Thank you all for tuning in to the Grolic Saves the World where we somehow managed to make shrooms not fun. Not fun <laughs> at all. We are a licensed
2: uh part of the Dare program. You can go ahead and play this episode for your teens. They
1: won't be interested in shrooms anymore. Just a st- stern drive through drug talk by a bunch of sad men unable to jump off the fucking dock. A bunch of dads. (laughs) You want to hear some dads talk about shrooms? Check out The Grolic Saves the World.
0: A big, big, huge thanks uh, to my friend Meg Lewis for babysitting me and making sure I got through that experience. A solid drug wingman.
2: One of the most underrated parts of society.
0: Also, a huge thanks to Andrew Linares for taking the time to talk about this. Big thanks to him. He's an amazing human being. Also, I want to plug. I will be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. Beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, February 18th and 19th. Please come out and see me. Get your tickets now. You can go get them uh, from their website. And I hope to see you all out there very soon.
1: And while you're looking at uh, upcoming comedy shows, as always, we got the Grolics last Saturday of the month, February 26th this month, a banger show once again. January was so much fun. And in fact, Andrew, we had a couple fly out from North Carolina just to attend the Grawlix show. I heard. I heard.
2: And of course, I was sick. So I apologize you came out. I'm sure you flew all the way out to see me.
1: They were disappointed you weren't and there. First and I'm sorry I wasn't Thank there. Thank you for coming out to see the <laughs> Grawlick Show. That's so amazing to us that we say at the end of the pod, hey, come fly to Denver and see a show sometime. And you did. amazing. So uh, so be like our new friends and do that as well. There's a link to that show in the show notes. We also have a Patreon. You can check that out, patreon.com slash Grolic
2: Saves. Thank you to all the new folks who have joined up. Uh, We love our Patreon backers. They are a huge source of support for us. We've got three tiers on there to try to make it work for everybody. You can get birthday shout outs or a message from Ben. There's bonus content.
0: Boy crazy. The pod within a pod that is a revelation, according to the New York Post. Uh, It is a revelation, as they've said.
3: (laughs) Uh, So
0: uh, there should be a new episode of that coming out. And that's for all you Patreon people. So yeah, join us. Patreon.com forward slash Grawlix saves. If
1: you don't already follow us at Grawlix Comedy on every social media platform, (laughs) I wonder what you're doing with your own life. I straight up wonder about it. Reach out to us on any of those platforms. We're desperate for contact. And tell us about your stream experiences. Please please yeah oh
0: please please tell us about your trip experiences tell us what you thought about the episode tell us how much you think that andrew's sobriety is crushing our creativity thank you
1: <laughs> thank you
0: a <laughs> uh, huge thanks to our producer cosmic psychonaut ron doyle for taking us on this journey huge pupils the biggest pupils <laughs> on the planet that
2: dude never lands uh, (laughs)
0: And a big, a big thanks to Mike Henderson for all of your help recording our live show. We can't do it without you, bud.
2: Our theme music, as always, is by the Transcendent. I can't say it all of a sudden, Transcendental Tran- Charlie Continental. Yeah,
0: that's it. You nailed it. Transcendental. Right. Swish is
1: a swish is a swish, I say. <laughs> now,
0: not to be confused with Transcendental, which is the new uh, oral care place that is working with the entirely with our houseless friends. So, um, yeah, make sure you check that out. But Transcendental Charlie Continental.
1: <laughs> what are we doing next episode, guys? What are we gonna, how are we going to top this motherfucker? Mm. What if we try to get some B12 shots And Andrew decides he can't handle it Hey, 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 hey and, uh, I didn't say I couldn't handle Andrew it what a, great, what a great guy he is Hey,
0: I got an idea We all need to wash the failure of Andrew off of our skin Fuck So why off. don't we do this There's no better place to do that Than in an Olympic-sized swimming pool This one is going to be fun Make sure you check it out But in the meantime Play us out, Charlie! Yay!